This is The Every Lawyer, presented by the Canadian Bar Association. Welcome to The Every Lawyer, a Canadian Bar Association podcast. I'm your host, Marlise Silver-Sweeney. Our episode today focuses on your personal brand. I know, I know, you went into law school, not business school. You're not majoring in marketing. But the hunt for articling positions is as competitive as ever. Starting to think about how you present yourself while you're still in law school will help you by the time you're looking for a job. And then when you're looking for clients down the road. Our guest today is Larry Markowitz, and he's going to tell us all about what it means to create a personal brand, and then how we actually do it. Larry's both an entrepreneur and a lawyer. He's a strategic advisor at the recruitment firm Rosenzweigen Company, so he knows what it takes to land a high-level job. And he's a securities lawyer who works with business owners to help grow their companies, particularly in the sectors of real estate and financing, and then sustainable clean energy infrastructure. Now, I have to start with this question, and that's, what's your own personal brand? Oh, you're starting with the most difficult question. (laughs) I I would say uh, there there are probably two layers to a personal brand. So uh, one layer is, is the base. In other words, uh, I would say my personal brand is that I'm a dependable person, that I'm professional, that I'm on time, that I could be trusted, that I have certain leadership skills. Obviously, I'm only telling you the good things. <laughs> um, but there's another layer which would differ depending on where I am. So the, right now, you're talking to me because I have a certain expertise in personal branding. So that right. is part of my personal brand, especially in this context. But in my real life, I'm a lawyer. I'm specifically a securities lawyer. And for example, uh, when I'm at a convention of people who run investment funds, uh, I would talk to them instead of talking about personal branding, I would talk to them about how I have an expertise in setting up hedge funds. Um, Of course, I would want to insinuate that I'm responsible and professional and all those other good things, but I would change my message and adapt to the audience in the given context. So in part, is it fair to say that your personal brand is adaptable depending on your audience? Uh, yes, and, and I guess we could get into this more later, but mm-hmm. let's say with a, an elevator pitch, uh, when you're selling yourself, you have to look at who it is you're talking to and what it is they are looking for from you or from someone. Uh, so it is adaptable. I, I would agree with that. Okay. And it sounds like you have a really good idea of your own personal brand. How do you figure it out? What's the best way to go about deciding what your personal brand actually is? Well, to look at the more basic parts of the personal brand, uh, a good idea, if you're comfortable, is to ask trusted advisors, trusted friends uh, for their impressions of you, of what emotional reaction they think people would have when they hear your name. So that covers this stuff about being a timely and and professional and uh, honest and dependable and all those good things. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, also uh, your personal brand is to some extent the story of your career. Everybody has a unique story. Uh, Admittedly, everyone who goes to law school is a lawyer, but how you (laughs) got to law school is going to be a different story. What you've done with your law degree is going to be a different story. The um, 
serendipitous events that happened along the way that changed the course of your career as part of your story. And so instead of just saying, I'm a lawyer, but you could say, I'm a lawyer, I'm just making this up, let's hear it, a right. lawyer and an artist. So I'm a, an artist who decided to get into law to help people protect their intellectual property. It's more of a story, and then you could expand on that, of course. And then, of course, you would want to tell people what it is you could do for them. So uh, maybe you'll be at an artist convention, and you would explain to them how you're the right person for protecting their intellectual property because you have this unique background that matches with theirs. A story element to it. A story element to it. Okay. And what about for law students? Is there a particular type of story they should be telling? Because they can't necessarily go to people yet and say, you know, I can protect your intellectual property. But what's what's a story that they can tell in their personal brands? Well, part of it is even before they got to law school, they have different undergraduate experiences. They have different part-time jobs that they've held. Even a student, let's say in their work experience, they worked at Starbucks. Well, instead of just saying, oh, I worked at Starbucks, they could talk about how that taught them how to deal with the clientele, how to deal with the public, how to deal with challenging customers, just like law firms deal with challenging clients. You have to look at the transferable skills that you've gained along the way and not just look at the black and white of what it is you did. Okay, that's really interesting. I like that idea of weaving your experiences into a more descriptive way and and translating that into the practice of law. What happens if you do this brand review and decide that you have a bit of a negative personal brand? Well, it, don't give up all hope. For sure, there's some sort of a positive aspect to your personal brand. Uh, I would try to figure out in what circles you are respected and I would focus on those circles. Um, one thing you could do, uh, let's say you have a LinkedIn uh, profile, you would get uh, the people who think positively of you to uh, write you an endorsement, or they could endorse you on their website, or just endorse you in general. You want to get a, a third party who has something positive to say about you to say something positive. Now, of course, if it's the basic uh, characteristics that you have that are negative. In other words, if someone would, were to say, oh, this guy is not to be trusted, he always changes his mind, he always exaggerates, well, obviously you want to change that behavior, mm -hmm. but uh, it's going to have to be, a, I would say, a step-by-step -step process. You're not going to uh, put out a press release and say, I'm now trustworthy. You have <laughs> to do it uh, one person at a time, okay. like a political campaign, I guess. <laughs> so, so generally for any elevator pitch, even if you're just pushing paper. Um, don't just say, oh, I'm a securities lawyer. Talk about who you help. Put yourself in the, in the shoes of the person you're speaking with. So say, uh, I'm a securities lawyer who helps entrepreneurs to raise money for their projects or their innovative products, projects or, or that kind of thing. So don't just say what you do, but say who you do it for and what motivates you to do it. Okay. Um, so, it, and, and, and that alone will make you stand out from others, I would suggest. Okay. So is it a fair thing to say the three elements of a strong elevator pitch are what you do, what motivates you to do it, and who you do it for? Uh, yes. And I would also talk about what differentiates you from others. Um, perhaps you've won some kind of award, even if it's a student award, that's still wonderful. You know, or say I was uh, in the such and such mooting competition and... Uh, you know, I came in third place uh, in the competition or something or whatever it is. You could talk about 
something that makes you a little different. Um, of course, uh, the other thing with an elevator pitch, and literally an elevator pitch is, is the kind of thing you would describe yourself with in an elevator ride. So it should be like 30 seconds long or, so, or something just to pique the other person's uh, interest. But, okay. um you know, talk about what uh, makes you stand out, what makes you uh, unique, uh, something interesting you've done. And, and then also you might be asking for something. So uh, you could say, well, I'm looking for clients. I'm looking for a job, something like that. Don't hesitate, especially when you're a student, you're just starting out and you do need help from others. Mm-hmm. Uh, mention what it is that you're looking for. I know sometimes students feel uncomfortable about saying that? They might think it's not polite or demanding. What's a good way to phrase what it is that you're looking for? Well, you you might also, uh, admittedly, you might not just walk up to a stranger and go, I need a job, help me. <laughs> right, but, yes. uh, although it could be insinuated. Uh, you know, you might ask uh, more questions, ask uh, when, when you were in my position, uh, how did you find a job? You could also use it in an informational sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of an elevator pitch is to pique other the other person's interest. So, I mean, sometimes you might just they might just ask you politely, "What do you do?" and you'll give them a, a general summary. Mm-hmm. But you also might uh, say something like, uh, uh, "Here's what I do. Here's what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, could we perhaps speak one day uh, more at length, uh, and, and, and uh, I'll learn more from you." I mean, I wouldn't lie to someone and say, oh, I just want to learn things and then go ask them for a job. But right. one thing could lead to the other, or you could ask them, uh, I'm looking for an articling position. Uh, do you have any good uh, resources I, I could look to? Uh, you know, I, I'm very enthusiastic about this kind of law, and mm. I help these kind of people, and I'm different for that reason. Uh, what do you suggest I do? Uh, a lot of people would be very willing to help. Um, but, but, you know, you have to be careful who you're talking to and don't talk to a complete stranger and right away start, oh, I need a job, be the way to do it. Those sound like good suggestions for phrasing it in a, in a polite, respectful way. Um, I thought it might be kind of fun for our audience if you helped me with my elevator pitch just to get a bit of a flavor and an idea of what goes into creating a strong elevator pitch. Does that work for you? Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I get to interview you. That means. Okay, let's let's flip those mics. Okay, uh, are you a lawyer? I, I believe you are. I'm a retired lawyer. I'm a non-practicing member. Okay, you sound too young to be a retired lawyer. non-practicing. <laughs> Spend my days golfing. No, I'm a non-practicing member of the Law Society of BC. Okay, and you're doing uh, uh, radio work or interviewing or journalism. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a freelance journalist, and I'm a full-time educator, so I teach at the University of British Columbia. I teach business communication. Okay, and and how did you get into that uh, field? What's your undergrad, for example? Uh, My undergrad, I did a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Creative Writing, and then I did my law degree, and then I actually retired immediately, moved to New York, and did a Master's of Journalism. Okay, so you you sounds to me like you have a combination of sort of the uh, the uh, the uh, legal background, but you also have a creative side, uh, both uh, from your undergrad, from the, the fine arts part, and then uh, you're big on communication, uh, which you uh, honed uh, through your journalism. And what what is it uh, that you're seeking, for example? 
Yeah, well, I I mean, I went into journalism because I'm really, really curious. And so I love talking to other people. And so from our listeners, I I would be curious as to how they're using this information, what their own personal brands are, uh, their stories, why they're listening. Okay. Well, you could, uh, I guess if you meet someone in an elevator, you could say, look, I'm, I'm a journalist. Or you could say, uh, I'm a recovering l- lawyer who's in journalism, and uh, I have a strong sense of curiosity, and uh, I, I interview people with interesting backgrounds. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, tell me about yourself. Are, 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 do you have an interesting background, or do you know anyone with an interesting background who I should uh, interview for my next podcast? Oh, I love that. Get it, Get into, it'll, it'll help you, and you just explain pretty quickly what you do, and uh, and you might get some results out of that. Really quickly. Well, I'm going to use that in my own everyday life. Thank you. Okay, next time you're in a, an elevator. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> or gonna... a cocktail party. Yes, yeah, elevator or a cocktail party. So one-on-one is one way that we can communicate our personal brands. But you also mentioned social media, uh, particularly LinkedIn. Are there some social media platforms that law students should focus on, and are there any that they should make sure to stay away from? What do you think? <laughs> um, I think what to stay away from is is just being unprofessional on any platform. So uh, even on your uh, your Facebook, and yes, it's behind privacy walls and all that. Just be careful; you don't have uh, embarrassing pictures that make you look like a someone who can't be trusted uh, on those sites. But I would really start to be more positive. I would start with LinkedIn. Okay. It's a way of putting your resume on a website. You more or less control everything that's there. It's searchable. So if you need a job, people may actually find you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't write uh, as your headline, I am looking for a job, although you could mention that in your description afterwards. But uh, what you could mention uh, uh, in in your overall heading is – law student or a graduating law student or something like that. And then in your description uh, on LinkedIn, put your uh, your elevator pitch, basically, uh, okay. especially in the first, I think it's 200 characters. Uh, you That part always is visible. And then I think you have about 2,000 characters where you could really uh, elaborate on what your elevator pitch is. And, and don't be afraid to show some personality. You could show way more personality on LinkedIn than you could show on a CV. LinkedIn also allows you to put uh, presentations you've done, uh, accomplishments that you've accomplished, uh, all these kinds of things. So you could not only say, I'm a good writer, but you could show some samples of your writing, or I'm a good teacher. In your case, you could put uh, links to podcasts you've done. Mm -hmm. So if someone's looking you up, they could see, okay, she does good podcasts. You know, she she's actually uh, does what she says in her resume. Right. So a portfolio of sorts. It's a portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's a way of putting your portfolio and linking it to your resume, you might say. Mm-hmm. You also could add your volunteer positions. So for a student who doesn't have much work experience, you could still show that you have, for example, leadership skills or you're involved in your community by listing conferences you've been to or listing the fact that you coached a soccer team or something like that. Right. That makes sense. So putting all those extracurriculars into your personal brand online. Exactly. And that would differentiate you from the generic law student. Not that mm-hmm. totally a generic law student, but let's say there is. You want to stand out in some way. 
and right. show some personality. There's nothing wrong with that nowadays. Not everyone is the same. And if you have a weird background that you've, uh, you know, they talk about zigzag resumes, people don't necessarily all go, say, to poli-sci and then law school and work in a law firm and, and retire when they're 65 from the law firm. Uh, often it's uh, much more zigzaggy. Uh, they may have, like, like in your case, they may have done fine arts and then they studied maybe business and then they studied law and then they coached soccer. You know, there's all kinds of things. Uh, right. They traveled. You know, people want to hire someone who's interesting. Mm-hmm. as their lawyer or as their employee in a law firm or in a company. So don't be afraid to show that you're an interesting person, but always be professional about it. So uh, in your LinkedIn profile, for example, you should have a professional uh, photograph. It shouldn't be like a selfie or something like that. It should right. be uh, something where you look, you know, where we could clearly see your face, <laughs> maybe your shoulders, <laughs> and not a picture of you with your dog or uh, surfing or something like that. Speaking of photography, actually, one of the tips in your webinar that I loved was you were talking about lawyers' websites, and you said that it shouldn't look like a coffee table book. It shouldn't just have a bunch of pictures of empty boardrooms and stock photography of people talking. Uh, I thought that was just such a great tip. But it made me wonder, do you think law students themselves need their own personal websites? Um, you know that you, if you want total control over the message, then a website allows you to put anything you want. You obviously have to figure out how to program it. Um, but uh, I, I suspect the people listening to this, in many cases, know more about that than I do. Um, mm-hmm. But you have total control because you're not filling in LinkedIn's form; you're filling in your own form, which could have anything on it. Um, and yes, I did talk about how it shouldn't look like a coffee table book. Uh, But really, uh, that comes back to the same message we already discussed, where you have to put yourself in the shoes of the person, in this case, who's looking at your website. Mm -hmm. And you have to think about what it is they want. So the real brand that any lawyer sells, or law student for that matter, is ease of mind. Mm -hmm. If I hire that lawyer and I have a big problem, that lawyer is going to take the problem off of my shoulders. So you have to show me on your website or in your elevator pitch, if it's for a law, a law practice, you have to show me that you know what you're doing and you're going to take the pressure off of me, take it off my shoulders and put it on your shoulders. Right. I never thought about the idea of law really just being taking the burden off someone else's shoulder, but it's such a simple way of expressing it, but so powerful. So thanks for sharing that one. That ideally should be part of, thank you, that should be part of your brand, really. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, law is a service business. So mm-hmm. you know, I was talking about all these soft skills like being on time and having a good work ethic and, uh, and, and a good attitude and being honest and all that kind of stuff. Well, if someone is serving you, you want someone like that. So uh, if you have the right brand and you show the potential client what you can do for them, Uh, then really at the end of the day, you're selling ease of mind. That's your brand. Well, we've covered so much uh, in these last few minutes. We've talked about what personal brands are, how to create them, how to communicate them. What do you think is the first thing law students should do right now after listening to this podcast to get started on their own personal brand? (laughs) <laughs> leave the library and go to those networking <laughs> events, especially at the beginning of, of the semester. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this, but we're recording it at the beginning of the semester. Um, 
so yeah, get out there, get involved uh, in, in things that are not just involving uh, uh, your books and your library books and, and, and your research. Um, obviously, that's important, but a, a proper lawyer who's going to be successful in their career has to be well-rounded and have a diverse bunch of interests. So uh, don't hesitate to uh, get out there and, and learn things that are not specific to the law. Get involved if you're not comfortable networking, for example. Maybe you could organize a networking event or organize, uh, get involved in a club in your faculty, and uh, that way you'll you'll know the people at any events and you'll meet people and work with them in a different way. And it helps you to establish your own brand. If you work on organizing, let's say, a conference and people who are organizing it with you see that you're dependable and professional and you achieve good results and you're serious, that's the most amazing thing for your brand. And that applies in law school, and it will apply forever. If you, you know, if you get involved in the Canadian Bar Association and start organizing conferences for them, uh, it's a, obviously you have to do what you say you're going to do. But if mm -hmm. you do that, uh, it's a great way of establishing a brand as being someone who's trustworthy and and should be referred uh, potential clients, for example. So that that would be. Uh, uh, it's a long answer, but uh, I think all of those activities uh, would help enhance your personal brand. And then the other thing is just to think about what is your brand and what is it you want to communicate and try to do so in a consistent manner. Make sure your LinkedIn has that message, maybe in the description of, of yourself. You would put uh, what your talents are and, and what it is you're seeking, um, and uh, you should, but you should be consistent in, in how you describe yourself, of course. Well, I hope that was as useful to you as it was to me. Marlise Silver-Sweeney, a freelance journalist, retired lawyer who's looking to connect with interesting people. I'd love to hear how you've made use of Larry's advice. What's your personal brand? Tweet to us at CBA underscore news, or you can reach me at my handle at SS. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to receive notifications for new episodes. We also have a podcast in French called Juriste Blanchet. Larry's solution series for law student webinar on building your personal brand can be found on cba.org slash student solutions. It includes a fascinating story about the origins of the Nobel Prize. You should definitely check it out. I'm off to go communicate my elevator pitch with the world. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for listening.